the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. We are loved in the heart of the goddess. We are loved, we are loved, we are loved. What in your life needs to heal? Is it something in your body? Is it in your thoughts or your feelings? Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show with your host, Dr. Susan Allison. Our program will present healing methods and ideas to help you change the challenging parts of your life and support the people who mean the most to you. Now, here is Dr. Susan Allison. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Healer Show. I am Dr. Susan Allison and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a new listener, I wanted to share that the title of the show, Empowered Healer, is actually the title of my latest book, Empowered Healer, Gain the Confidence, Power, and Ability to Heal Yourself. You can get my book at most bookstores from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and from Balboa Press, which is a division of Hay House. I also have a CD available to use with the book if you contact me through my website, which is empoweredhealer.com. Also, for those of you in the San Francisco Bay Area, I wanted to invite you to a book talk and book signing I'm doing tonight, if you're free. It's in Mountain View at East West Bookstore, 324 Castro Street in Mountain View, and I would love to meet you in person. So I feel that through this radio show, through my books, through my book signings and talks, I feel that I'm doing my part to help the planet heal. And speaking of planetary healing, you're about to meet our guest, Eleanor LaCaine, who is my good friend and fellow light worker, who is an expert on how to solve our greatest global issues. So let me tell you a little bit about Eleanor, and you'll be impressed, as I am. Former Massachusetts Assistant Secretary of State, Eleanor LaCaine, is a speaker and consultant on breakthrough solutions and leadership in order to help build a new world. Published in the New York Times to Le Monde in Paris, Eleanor is the author of a new book, Breakthrough Solutions, How to Improve Your Life and Change the World by Building on What Works, with an introduction by the Dalai Lama which is amazing. Uh, the Dalai Lama has endorsed Eleanor's book, which should say something to you about its quality. The book demonstrates that we have solved most of our social problems already, and the challenge now is to identify, communicate, and build on what works. Eleanor is the founder and president of the Breakthrough Way, which helps people and organizations find solutions for their lives. She's spoken at Harvard, has traveled as a speaker to Japan, Norway, Malaysia, Korea, and beyond in order to deliver her powerful message. Understanding the important role of women and helping to build a new world, Eleanor offers seminars on leadership to women from the United States to Afghanistan. And I love that she's been called the leader of what works movement and also queen of solutions. And she calls herself a solutionary, which I think is is fabulous. Hi, Eleanor. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sue. Thanks so much for inviting me. 
You're so welcome. I know that you just got back from Korea and are still, you know, recovering from jet lag. So I wanted to ask you to share with listeners about your trip to Korea because I think it does relate to your book and to everything you do. Definitely. I was invited to speak at a conference with women from across Northeast Asia with China, Japan, Korea, and Russia. And they were coming together to strategize on how to create a nuclear-free, peaceful world. For them, nuclear-free includes both no nuclear energy or nuclear weapons. And it was done on the one-year anniversary of Fukushima. So it's exciting to see the women coming together for planetary healing. Wow, fantastic. You know, and uh, can you say more about that idea of the nuclear-free world and how that relates to your Breakthrough Solutions book and your core message? Yes, well, I think everything we do right now, we do under the cloud of a nuclear threat. And we saw in Fukushima just a year ago the problems that are possible with the atomic energy as uh, our energy source. And we live under the threat also of you know, potential use or accidental explosion of nuclear weapons or with a terrorist attack with the nuclear weapons material. So yeah. for us to feel really kind of safe, I think we need to eliminate all nuclear energy and nuclear weapons. And remarkably, uh, our President Obama gave a speech in Prague where he came out in full support of a world free of nuclear weapons. And they're working actively uh, towards that, starting by uh, bringing the nations together to secure the nuclear materials. So there's a big international conference with 50 heads of state happening in Korea next week. Wow, fantastic. I'm so glad that you were part of that conference. It sounds like it was incredibly inspiring. It's so inspiring. It's great to see women coming together and taking action for planetary healing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you're part of it, too. You're actually a leader, I feel, uh, of women in terms of doing whatever we can to make it a better world. And I wanted if you would talk about how how you first became involved in coming up with you know breakthrough solutions. I know you have your book is Breakthrough Solutions, How to Improve Your Life and Change the World by Building on What Works. You also have a business called The Breakthrough Way. Can you talk about how you first came to this, to, to be involved in this? Yes. I, I got the idea of looking for breakthrough solutions when I was hired to do strategic planning for the state government of Massachusetts. And I would see that one town had a solution that the town next door didn't know about. So I thought, well, why don't we set up a way to identify and communicate the best of what's working across the state? Then I thought, well, we could do it across the country and eventually around the world. So that's where it started was when I was doing strategic planning for Massachusetts. And I also think it's interesting that you say that you feel like most of the solutions have been figured out. It's just implementing them and moving forward with them. Would you say that that's true? I would. I would say uh, most of our social problems have already been solved, but the solutions are not widely known or acted on. And therefore, we're wasting huge amounts of time, money, 
and even lives because we're continuing to use conventional approaches even though we have breakthrough solutions which deliver superior results for the same or less money. Yes, I and I saw this in your book. This is the second time I've read it. And, I mean, you have topics that are so diverse. You talk about parenting, crime, education, world peace, you know, marriage, jobs, the environment, prosperity. You have so many topics where you're showing what, what would work if we just did it regarding those topics. Can you, can you choose a couple and talk to us about, about, and we can continue this, you know, after the break, but talk to us about sort of your, your, the ones you're most passionate about or feel that really are working if we can just get the word out. Sure. Well, I profile nine breakthrough solutions in the book to demonstrate that it's not just one good idea in one field, that I actually believe we have breakthrough solutions in virtually every field. So that's why I cover the different topics. Choosing which ones are the most important are kind of like asking which are your favorite children. You know, I love them all and they're all important, but some of them are just so near and dear to my heart because I've used them in my own life. And, uh, for example, on the parenting, which you mentioned, that uh, there's a problem now with having so many children with some kind of issue related to autism. We now have, it used to be one in 10,000 kids would have some issue with autism. Now it's one in 110 children are somewhere on the autism spectrum. So, you know, virtually everybody knows somebody with autism or family, friend, neighbor, where there's an autistic child around. And it can be a severe debilitation for the child with autism, often issues with communication, in some cases not even being able to uh, communicate effectively, to speak, or sometimes even make eye contact. So there was a couple, uh, the Kaufmans, Mr. and Mrs. Kaufman, had a son, Ron, who was profoundly autistic, and the doctors had recommended that he be institutionalized. And they said, well, no, that's not acceptable for our son. You know, we want him here with us. And they actually developed a breakthrough way to address the problem of autism. And they now can have the children make tremendous advances. And children who are unable to speak or even make eye contact can now say, I love you, Mom. Wow. And uh, for their son, Ron, within three years of the approach they developed, went from profoundly autistic to highly verbal, mainstreamed in school, and Ron went on to become a college graduate and where he was on the debating team. And he's an amazing, brilliant young man. So I just love that whole model. And as you know, we adopted a child who was five years old. She was not autistic but she had special needs. And the whole approach that they use for the kids with autism, I think we can use for all our children. And it's basically creating a loving environment and surrounding yourself and the child with unconditional love. And within that context, then to take certain steps that can help help the child grow and improve. It's it's very moving to to watch my own daughter, her growth and progress, and so many of the children who go to the Sunrise program that the Kaufmans started in Massachusetts to help children with autism. 
Wow. And so was your daughter, Veronica, in that program? Uh, well, actually, I was in the program. She didn't go. They were working with me because they were saying it's not so much about the child, although they will work with children with autism or, or the children. But the biggest work actually was for me because I wasn't at all sure how to raise, you know, a regular kid, much less a child with special needs. And it was, it, they were teaching and training me how to be a better parent and how to help her. And Wonderful. that way I, you know, I became then the, the, um, sk- had the skills to be able to help her learn and grow. Wonderful. And it, I, yeah. I would say it saved our family. Wow. And you were her first teacher, and we all are, as, as mothers and fathers, the first teachers of our children. We're going to need to take a break, but we're with Eleanor LeCane, and it's fascinating, and we'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Be the change. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back, everyone. We're having an incredible conversation with Eleanor LeCaine, who is author of Breakthrough Solutions, How to Improve Your Life and Change the World by Building on What Works. And before the break, we were talking about one part of her book, which has to do with helping children who are autistic. And this one couple, the Kaufmans, how their method through unconditional love completely turned their son's life around and their method is now being taught uh, many places. And Eleanor was just discussing that. Before we ask her another question, I wanted to just mention that I have four autistic clients in my practice. Ooh. And, I, uh, yeah, I want to go back and do research now on this method um, to help them. And they all, they all have improved, and I run a group with them, which is really phenomenal. Um, but I, uh, I'm, yeah, I really want to do some more work on this. So thanks for sharing that one first, Eleanor. Yeah, I think it's so important. And you can find that at the, the Sunrise program is at the Autism Treatment Center of America based in Sheffield, Mass., and Mr. and Mrs. Kaufman are still there teaching, and and remarkably now their son Ron, who has grown, uh, has been running the program there. Oh my gosh, how incredible that he got a college degree and now is running the program. When some of my clients um, are using a light writer, which they write with, and and it speaks for them because they don't speak. And I just, I have one client who is now speaking and, and typing independently, which is phenomenal. And then the other one has started, one of the others has started speaking. But imagine, imagine, you know, multiply that by, you know, a hundred in terms of, of what the, what the Kaufman's son was able to do. Right. And I think the approach can be used by every parent. And, you know, we're all trying to figure out the parenting challenge and it keeps changing as the children grow older. But I, I think if you look at what the approach the Kaufmans developed, all of us parents can benefit from it. Wonderful. I love it. So can you talk about a couple other, I know you said it's like, you know, choosing which child is your favorite, but right. you do have, sure. you do, you do have some things in the book that are near and dear to your heart. Yes, definitely. Well, you know, this issue about crime is, is all around us. You know, we, um, we have people out there with issues of safety and uh, personal attacks or houses being robbed. And uh, we've got a, a problem now. We've got 2.3 million people in prison in the United States, which costs us about $68 billion a year, plus the cost of building the prisons. And in spite of all the money we spend to uh, deal with the situation, Two, more than two-thirds of the inmates who are released commit crimes again and return to prison. So we're spending all this money, and we're not really solving the problem. But at the same time, we have a, a breakthrough solution in the program called Delancey Street, actually not too far from you there in California. Uh, Delancey Street in San Francisco is a very successful rehabilitation center where criminals and drug addicts turn their lives around and become productive citizens at no cost to us, the taxpayer. And the way they um, pay for the program is with the businesses that are on site that are run by the residents where they're each one teach one. The residents, the older residents teach the newer residents the skills so they all will learn at least three ways of earning a living by participating and being trained in the businesses at the Delancey Street Center. 
Wow, that was one of my favorite parts of your book. I loved that story because it we should have Delancey streets everywhere. I agree, and uh, you know, if, I'd love to see a Delancey street everywhere we have a prison population of ten thousand people or more. Uh, why not have a Delancey street? And I'm not saying that the Delancey street approach will help all prisoners. But I don't know how many it would. Is it, you know, 50%, 70%? But I think we should find out. And I think we should have the Delancey Street approach available everywhere so that the prisoners who can turn their lives around with this kind of approach have that ability to do so. It would help save their lives, and it would help us save our money because instead of someone being a tax burden that we're paying for, for incarceration, they're actually out in the community as productive, tax-paying members of society. So I'd love to see many more Delancey Streets around the country. I agree with you. Rehabilitation instead of incarceration. Right, exactly. That would be fantastic. Yeah, and I am assuming there are uh, there are Delancey Street types of programs some places, but... What I love is you're talking about why not do this everywhere where you have that population of, of prisoners, you have you know drug addiction issues in, right. in the community, um, and I guess my question is you know why aren't we doing it? You know I want to ask that now because it's coming up for me regarding this issue. Why aren't there programs like this everywhere? Right, that's a excellent question. I would say that's. The, maybe the trillion-dollar question, yep. why don't we build on what works? And in the issue of crime, uh, you see one of the major reasons, which is that the companies who hold the money and power benefit from a current situation actively resist change. So right now we have what's been called the prison industrial complex, where the people, uh, the companies that build the prisons, and even the prison guards, their uh, jobs and their livelihoods and their profits depend on maintaining the prison system. So they actively resist shifts that could be more effective without that amount of money being poured in. So I would say that's really kind of reason number one. And number two reason we don't build on what works is actually... A lot of these models are not well known by either the general public or even by decision makers in their field. So, for example, the program on education, the approach that's written in the book about education, talks about Central Park East and Harlem where 90% of the kids graduated and went to college. Remarkable for a school in Harlem. So you're thinking, well, if we have that approach and it's successful, why don't we have schools like Delancey Street in cities all across the United States? I have raised that question with educators around the country, and I am amazed to find the number of people who are in decision-making positions, either you know, superintendents of school systems or teachers or secretaries of education for the state's who just are not aware that there was such a school as um, Central Park East and Harlem. 
And that I found running true with all these breakthrough solutions. Sometimes it is a matter of straight communication and not being known. Part of that is the people who are the innovators come up with these new approaches which are so effective, and they're bucking the tide and doing things in a new way, and they're often uh, struggling to create it and be the pathbreaker and make a new model, but they're not skilled at communications and marketing, so they're not out there getting their model to be very widely known. I think it is especially true in the social sector where you can have a great innovation and it's not recognized and built upon. It's a little more likely to happen uh, in business because one company might see what another company is doing and pick it up faster and build on it. But that is not true in the social sector. We have no systematic way to identify and build on what works. Yeah, that's so frustrating, and I'm sure it was frustrating for you uh, in terms of talking to all these educators. And, I mean, haven't you also talked to the Pentagon, and uh, what was it you were proposing to them, and how did they respond? Yeah, well, uh, yes, and also the White House, and I proposed to the White House that they set up the Office of a breakthrough solutions or the office of social innovation in the white house and yes. then we could have a national hub a center which would systematically identify and communicate what's working from uh, towns and cities all across the united states and communicate it to the mayors to the governors and to the citizens so we could have learning um across the communities of the best of what's working in america so there actually was, when President Obama came in, they did set up an office of social innovation. I, I had met with the transition team, and they asked me to give them a whole operations plan of how it could work, so I laid it out for them. And it's parallel that you know, other people were thinking on a similar track. Mm-hmm. Um, but they went ahead and did it, but it's they did set up an office of social innovation, but they missed the major piece that would make it truly transformational, which is to systematically identify and build on the best of what's working. What they do do is they find some good projects and encourage them, but they don't have the high standard that I set in my book, not just a good idea, not just a better way to do it, but a breakthrough solution that would transform the whole field if you would adapt and adopt that approach across that field. And that's the standard I think that we need. And I, I think it's a missed opportunity that that's not the focus. I'm hoping that uh, at, at some point that that will become yes. the focus and we will have a national hub for the best of what's working in America. I hope so too, Eleanor. And we need to take a break and we'll be right back with Eleanor LaCain. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866 866- 
Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. What are the benefits to combining modern science with ancient healing practices? For the answers, you'll want to tune into Frame of Mind with your host, Terry Sue. Each week, our program focuses on ways to live more holistically. By developing new ways of looking at our world, we can find ways to foster harmony and peace for the good of mankind and our planet. If we learn to live and think healthier, we begin to explore and focus on our strengths. Tune into Frame of Mind, Saturdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back everybody, and we're having uh, quite an interesting discussion with Eleanor LeCain, who is from Washington, D.C., and has written a book that is, I think, very revolutionary called Breakthrough Solutions, How to Improve Your Life and Change the World by Building on What Works. And it's that last part of her title, Building on What Works, that we were talking about before the break, uh, Eleanor was sharing how she was advising the White House about a new office that they could develop, which they did, but there was something missing in what they have created. So, Eleanor, can you elaborate a little bit? Sure. I think uh, where the difference comes is if you look at the standard that I use to qualify uh, for, for a model to qualify as a breakthrough solution has to meet certain criteria, and that means that you can get dramatically better results for the same or less money as a conventional approach uh, and that it's not dependent on any one uh, charismatic person. It could be, it's an approach that could be um, done by other people as well and that if that approach were to be adapted and adopted more widely, it would not just be a somewhat better way to do it or incrementally better but that approach would transform the entire field. So that's the standard that I use in the book for the nine models that I profile. They must have the capacity, if adapted and adopted more widely, to transform their whole field. That's a very high standard to reach. And 
I think that's the standard we should be going for because there's, you know, literally tens of thousands of of good ideas, good approaches out there, but the ones that could transform their, the whole field are the ones that I have been focusing on, and that's what I see missing in the White House Office of Social Innovation. They are giving grants and supporting good projects and good programs and and social innovation, but they are not uh, systematically looking at the ones that would transform the whole field. That's mm-hmm. the piece that's missing. No, I see that, and plus uh, save money in the process the way you described um, with Delancey Street. Right. Yeah, to, you know, it has to be at least you know the same money as currently spent on conventional programs, if not save money. Most of the approaches in my book will save dramatic amounts of money. You know, we, we talked about with Delancey Street, billions and billions of dollars that could be saved by changing how we approach it. The same with autism. I mean, if a child is put into an autism treatment center, uh, it's often, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, for, the, um, for the treatment there, often with very little progress being made. But if you take the Sunrise Program approach, it's much more cost-effective because the way they work is they teach the the mother or the father or the whoever is helping with the child. They teach us how to help the kids, and then we go home and do a home-based program. And that saves billions of dollars when you think about the whole group of, of people and families who are dealing with autism. Yes, that's such a good example. I, I've recently met a woman who has started a program called Children of Light about children with ADD and ADHD, and she has a conference in Germany that I'm going to be attending. And I love her approach, which is, again, just what you said, that you were the one as the mother who needed the training, that there was you know, nothing wrong with your child, and that's what she sees with ADHD, is that people are giving them Ritalin, giving these children all these drugs and all these problems related to that. And really, uh, she does phone consultations with the parents. And um, anyway, so that approach reminded me of, of uh, Eva Maria Mora is her name, and uh, I admire her work. And I admire the work that you share in your book as well, Eleanor. Yeah, that is exactly right. And in fact, it's that attention deficit hyperactive disorder is one of the diagnoses of my daughter Veronica, mm-hmm. uh, along with the post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress. And that is it. It's to say that it's not that there's something wrong with the children. It's that we need to shift how we're working with the children so we can help them be their fullest, highest, and best selves. Exactly, and that's what Eva Maria says. That there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with the children, but there's a lot wrong with an educational system that is still teaching the way that they did in the 1800s, and parents that aren't understanding either uh, how to work with with children and do it un- with unconditional love, as you mentioned earlier. Right. Exactly. That's the context, and that's you know what I can see in my mind's eye, Sue, is that. You know, we have this approach that helps with autism. We have this incredible program, Delancey Street, that can address this issue with crime. You know, think about it, two million people plus whoever they affect, you know, with the crimes that they're no longer committing. And, um, 
and education and conflict transformation and relationship, creating jobs, increasing prosperity, uh, philanthropy, healthcare. In every one of those areas, I show in the book a breakthrough approach that can dramatically improve the quality of life for millions of people, and we would save billions of dollars doing it. Wow. I think that's so incredible. No, I I have my favorites, but I'd love for you to maybe choose one more of your favorites from the book to share with our listeners. Yes, I would say right now the uh, chapter that deals with increasing prosperity because there's such economic concern by so many people with, you know, uh struggles around money and and financial security. And there's a chapter in the book where I talk about micro-enterprise and micro-finance. And, and basically what that is, is it's giving small amounts of money as a loan to people so they can start their own business. And then the loan gets repaid and that money then goes into a pool and someone else can get a loan to start their own business. This whole approach was really started by a professor in Bangladesh, Muhammad Yunus, who created the Grameen Bank uh, to do these microloans. And it's been phenomenally successful. He started it to help the women, and it is women, in the villages where he would loan small amounts of money and the women in the village could then buy a sewing machine, use the machine to make clothes, sell the clothes, and then they could pay back for the machine and they have an ongoing way to earn a livelihood by making clothes. Mm. So they would do that kind of thing in the villages across uh, underdeveloped countries. Uh, And now I would say that whole approach really about financing entrepreneurship is one that we can do here in the United States. In fact, microfinance and the loans for uh, startup entrepreneurs is starting to happen here in the United States, too. So I think it's a great model, especially at a time when a lot of the jobs that we've lost in our economy will not be coming back. They've gone overseas and they're not coming back to the States. That I think everybody has some kind of skill or talent or knowledge that could be shared through your own business. And sometimes a little bit of money to help someone start their own business is is the way to go. To, it's not the only thing, and it's not for everybody. Uh, not everybody has the energy and discipline to be their own, you know, start their own business and run it successfully. But I think almost everybody can earn money by sharing what they know. And I think that is a breakthrough solution to the economic challenges we're facing now. Mm. Wonderful. Where do we have a program like the one that they have the, in Bangladesh? Where do we have one here? Yeah, uh, well, there's actually the, there's a Grameen Bank USA. So, uh, they, um, you can, you know, there's actually so many of them. You could actually Google Microfinance USA and you'll see a lot of the different programs that are out there now. Mm, wonderful. You know, you talk in the book about flow funding and creating your own flow fund circle of in citizens here can do that. Can you explain that a little bit? 
Yes, yeah, this is in the area of, uh, of philanthropy, uh, which right now it's, um, you know, it's great that people who have money, either as a family or an individual or foundation, give the money to people doing good work. But the way it's set up right now, the people who are trying to get the money have to go through all these hoops and write these long proposals, and then the people giving the money away have to read all these proposals and you know, decide which of those we're going to do. Um, and there's a lot of paperwork, a lot of time, and you can only fund maybe one out of a hundred of who asks you for the money. And it's a, it can be very cold, and it it, it makes mm-hmm. the, the people uncomfortable socially. You have the person asking for the funds is like a supplicant, you know, looking for money. And the person with the fund is the one with the money. It creates money as a barrier. Uh, to open social relations, this approach uh, is flow funding, and what it what it does is the person who has some money to give away watches to see who's doing good work out there in the world, and then just gives them the money and say, you know, go go do good work, and um, you can take these funds and finance who you know that's doing good work in the world. So it it kind of it cascades. So for example. This approach was created by the granddaughter of John D. Rockefeller, uh, Marion Weber Rockefeller. And mm-hmm. I'm now allowed to say her name. For years I was working with her and we were uh, working uh, privately. But she selected me to be one of her flow funders. So she gave me some of her money every year. And then I would go and say, you know, well, you're... I actually gave a lot of the money to the Breakthrough Solutions people. I gave money to the Sunrise Institute to help the kids with autism. Um, I gave some money to the people doing work on conflict transformation, search for common ground. So I was able to give the money to people that I knew that were doing good work. And it was so great because no one ever asked me for money. They never had to do any proposal. I was just able to give them the funds and what it was then, instead of money being a barrier and a way that it it constricted the social relation, actually money became uh, an expression of appreciation and gratitude and a way to support each other. So it was actually it was from the heart and to the heart. And it's really been beautiful. And it has changed my relationship with money because I grew up poor without much money and I there was always this thing about oh people who are rich with money and it was almost like it was a different species but with the flow funding you see money is not just something that makes people uncomfortable or in pain because they don't have it uh, money is a medium of exchange and a medium of expressing gratitude and a way of doing good work in the world. So it's been absolutely phenomenal and transformative. Wow, that's incredible. I love that story, and I love the picture in the book of you uh, with her. Um, and uh, you're able to say her name and able to transform your feelings about money with, and everybody else's who reads your book. Yes, yeah, it's yes. fantastic. And I was talking to Marion the other day, and... Um, she, from the conversation, she offered to help buy books so that I could give them to members of Congress. So we're going to be able to get the book out to members of Congress. 
say, well, you're looking for solutions and we need to save money. Let's go this way. Absolutely, and that's a good place to uh, end this segment. We need to take a break, and we will be right back with Eleanor LeCain. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Yes, you can live a more positive and spiritual life. One step you can take each week is to tune in to What We're Thinking About with host Ken Ludwig. This program is designed to provide thought-provoking discussion after each week's show. Ken and his guests will challenge you to look at things in an entirely different way, to step outside the comfort zone and see the universe as it truly is. What We're Thinking About can be heard live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Empowered Healer Show. I'm Dr. Susan Allison, and I've been interviewing Eleanor LeCain, author of Breakthrough Solutions, How to Improve Your Life and Change the World by Building on What Works. And during the break, Eleanor and I were talking about her vision for this country and the vision that's kept her going during the 20 years that she has researched this book before she wrote it. Eleanor, can you share about that? Yes, you know, I can see in my mind's eye when we in the United States will take these solutions in the different areas, you know, parenting, crime, education, relationships, creating jobs. In every one of these areas that we have, there are breakthrough solutions. And when we build on those, I can see so many people's lives having so much less suffering and so much more joy and financial security uh, and and connection and, you know, heart connection with each other, whether around the uh, helping the kids with autism or heart connection around philanthropy and, and giving money out in a new way through the flow funding. 
and that is a vision of the country that we could live in, and we we can do that now. Right now, we can build and create a new world simply by building on what works, and that's my mission is to communicate what these breakthrough solutions are and encourage people to find them and use them in our own families and communities. Wonderful. So just talking to individuals as you do uh, and going to conferences, do you feel that you need to reach a greater or larger group for real change to happen? Well, I'd like to reach out particularly to, um, you know, people who have large networks. And so, for example, to reach the mayors and reach the governors who are making major decisions uh, and so make sure that they're aware of it. And also in civil society, people who are active in networks, whatever their area of interest. So, yes, you know, for example, when I was in Korea, I had dinner with the mayor of of uh, Seoul, and he was very interested in this idea, the breakthrough solution. So he asked me to send him a copy of my book, and he's going to translate it into Korean and start using some of these models in Korea. So, you know, that's how I, and I need help getting it out because it's just me. And, um, yep. If, you know, listeners who think this is a good idea, happy to share this information with you to use in your own life or your community. And I ask for you to spread the word wherever you are uh, to get out the word about the Breakthrough Solutions book and what's in it so that we can work together to make the vision real of reducing suffering and increasing joy and prosperity in the United States. Fantastic. Now, can you share with people your contact information? I would love for listeners that are inspired by you and who wouldn't be inspired by you. I think you're just a phenomenal woman, Eleanor. Thank and you. And I just, you're welcome. I just honor you so much for the work that you're doing to improve our world. And would you tell people how they can reach you? Sure. Uh, you can reach me through our website. It's thebreakthroughway.com. And the simple way to contact it is uh, thebway.com, T-H-E-B-W-A-Y.com, thebway.com. And you can write to me at Eleanor at thebreakthroughway.com. Wonderful. And do you have any projects that are, that are about to birth or anything that you're working on now? The main thing now is this book is just coming out, and the only place you can get the book right now is through the website. So uh, that's it right now is marketing and speaking about the book. So if anybody knows a place where you want a speaker to come on any one of the topics or about the whole idea of breakthrough solutions generally, I love to communicate these solutions, and I would love to get more opportunities to speak about it. Wonderful. And I, I personally think, I hope someone's listening, connected to the White House. I think that you should, um, you know, they should be talking to you and you should be advising them about how to set up an office uh, of innovation that is truly going to uh, build on what works. Yeah, actually it was Warren Buffett's grandson was on the transition team and he's the one who talked to me, but he's now left the government to run his own foundation. So, Yes, if anyone's there from the White House, I live right here in Washington, D.C., happy to 
hop on the train and come down and see you anytime. Wonderful, wonderful. And I'm sure that um, I, will love to, I would love to have you on the show another time to talk about um, disarmament, to talk about not using nuclear power any longer in the world, and you talked about maybe coming on uh, and speaking about the conference you just attended. Yes. And by the way, uh, I'm hoping one of my dreams is to do my own website if you know, I can't get the White House to do it, uh, that we, I, or I as a citizen, could build a website where I could make it interactive and help people be citizen scouts, find the best of what's working in your area of interest and community, and share it online with each other. So that's a bigger project and I would need some financing for that but ultimately that's a dream to create the best of what's working website I love that idea that um, you know and, and I'm also doing an interactive website and that's really what helps people is that they can click and go to this you know they could go to one of your uh, solutions and then go to another one and be immediately connected and uh, see where else it's being uh, used and so forth it would be um, Fantastic for you to develop that, and I hope that you can. And um, my good wishes go with you today. And I thank you so much for being a guest on the Empowered Healer Show. Thank you, Sue, and thank you for all the work you do to heal. Uh, you know, help us heal and help us heal the planet. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we are our fellow light workers, and all the light workers out there. I seem to be meeting them all in the last year or two. So, Eleanor, you're one of them, and thanks for being here. Thank you, Sue. So I hope that you've enjoyed the show with Eleanor LeCain. I think she's amazing, and I honor her so much for the work she does in the world. And if you'd like to contact her, she gave you her contact information. And you can re-listen to the show anytime. It's archived. We'll be uh, after tomorrow. You'll be able to download it as a podcast if you miss some of the things that she said. So I thank you so much for listening to the Empowered Healer Show today. I wanted to tell you that next week I will be talking about my own book, Conscious Divorce, and how to end a relationship with love, peace, and integrity. It's a book that I'm rewriting, and I'm entitling it this time, Leaving with Love. Until next week, this is Dr. Susan Allison. I will see you then. Thank you again for listening to the Empowered Healer Show. Please join your host, Dr. Susan Allison, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have an empowering and fulfilling week. We are held in the arms of the